A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Hello and welcome to Let Me Talk Details. This is a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football. It's the space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. As ever, I'm joined by the Athletic City correspondent Sam Lee. Hello. Josh says, forgive me if you've already covered this, if there's an acceptance that Bernardo's probably going to go next summer, does there come a point where City need to wean themselves off him and allow someone in the squad to grow into his role? Who could that be from the current crop of players, or is there anyone the club could realistically target in the market with the same set of skills? Mm. I suppose I've got two points there but I feel like they're both equally important. So it's not first and second, it's just first and other first. The first one is, <laughs> I don't know if there is an acceptance that he's going to go. Obviously, we mentioned it before, and I mentioned it in my article at the weekend. You know, go on, I have, we've I, got him for one more yeah, year. Like, I have a fear he's going to go. I don't yeah, have an yeah, 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 exactly. Because like, how many times has he could have gone and players are going for 100 million and people can't stop up, a, like a, even 50 million for him. On a side note, it's absolutely crazy, isn't it? That nobody's come up with the money for. Yeah, what's going Give, on? Like, given that he's a, he's been available for the last three, four, yeah, five years, yeah, exactly. And you like your performances he's putting in, like you can get him on the cheap, like incredible. That nobody's done it. Yeah, um, and it might. I think it might have looked weird already if he had gone like, even like two years ago for like forty million or something, like pandemic season when nobody had any money. They still haven't. But now it's like if he has an amazing season, like carries on the way. I say the way he's been going, but definitely the way he was against against United. Carries on like that. And then he goes for 50 million people. Are like, oh, but like you've got to just understand that, the again, in yeah. the summer, getting one more year out of him, at least, was, was an absolute, yeah. absolute result. And then to bring us to the other first point, because once we've kind of put that, I don't know if it's accepted, and it shouldn't be accepted that he's going to leave. It might happen, but it shouldn't be accepted. The other thing is, straight off the bat, no, there's no one. There's no one in the squad that you can kind of groomed to recreate to be the same kind of player I think it's just something you take on over a certain amount of years at City that you need to accumulate uh, Nadam mentioned it on the detail show recently and again this is why we mentioned Bernardo not being able to leave again I mentioned it in my article after the derby with Gundogan going as well you can't lose Gundogan and Bernardo those two players with the know-how at the centre of the pitch yeah 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 the centre of the pitch Every scenario, but also so many different roles, but every scenario, you know what past, what pass to play, 
whether to shoot, whether not to shoot, whether to turn back, whether to go forward. Every little detail, you know what to do. And the Gundogan thing of we saw in the dressing room after the Classico when he was like, oh, you know, they should have been more angry. You know, those kind of appreciation of the emotions to have, the right emotions to have. Because, you know, Guardiola always says, we don't get too high after victories and too low after defeats. But, like, they obviously they always bounce back after a defeat. They always bounce back well. And the fact that, you know, they didn't lose two Premier League games in a row for so many years. But even that was a kind of a, a false stat. Because in between them, they bounced back and they beat Leipzig playing excellent mm. football. So it's not like they completely went heads lost for even a couple of games. Like, they saw it out in the middle. And so they don't dwell on it too much. But, you know, Gundogan appreciates the right amount to be pissed off. It's more than that, but not too much. Yeah, like, don't be. In, but but not on, but on the scale don't let it affect things forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just those little feelings, but that you can get. You know, you can be a leader and you can come in. And you can have that. You know, for argument's sake, Kovacic might have that coming in already. Um, Guardiola might even have it at twenty-one already. But the details of running a game like that in the city system—that's impossible mm. to have because you need to know that city system. But even with players in in the squad, just to play like that, I just don't think I don't think there's anyone because you look and it's not like they're bad players, but they're just not similar players. Mm. I said after the derby, I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't I don't think City could make that kind of performance at Old Trafford without Bernardo. And not they could win at Old Trafford, they could win comfortably at Old Trafford. They could score arguably more goals, maybe. But that type of performance, which is what Guardiola wants, I don't think you can do without him. And you've got players like Rodri who are amazing, but he's not going to play replace Bernardo. Foden's amazing. We're still kind of where's like where's his career going to go in terms of what's his role in that team going to be? Like, is he going to have games like that Newcastle game where he takes games by the scruff of his neck, like De Bruyne always has done? Is he going to be on the wing and play that way? We don't know. But he's not going to be that Bernardo type player where it's like you give him all the instructions. And you know what, mate? You know what? It's easy to say that now. Maybe it will be. Maybe right. Maybe something will I'm, click. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in... Because he's very young. But also the, the side of this is... Uh, so Bernardo signed for City in Guardiola's second season. Yeah, 2017. Gundogan so. signed in Guardiola's first, first season. He was maybe the first ever... first Even the first signing. Um, I, I think of... I just think of how football's changed in kind of the last seven, eight years to the point where when they signed, we didn't know that we needed them to do this job. No. So... Like in terms of replacing them, maybe we just don't know what job we're going to need the replacements to have to do in order for City to be as dominant as they're going to be in the way that Guardiola's going to do it in the next phase. Yeah. I don't um, know. I, I don't know if that's too kind of big picture thinking. And again, I suppose the other thing is David Silva was always the kind of metronome in that team. Mm. And then that got lessened during Guardiola's era, didn't it? Like it was, he wasn't quite so key. But then he, there was still an element of well, that guy's going to need replacing. Mm. And then, to be fair, Gundogan obviously kind of did it in that kind of role on the pitch. Probably a better leader and captain, to be fair. Certainly more vocal. Um, yeah. Um, controversial. I think more complete as well. <laughs> David Silva was good at the defensive side of the game, but I think Gundogan was better and he could play in more roles. But it's, I know it's controversial. Didn't think that's where we were going to go for this. But no, I've not, not, had to think, not had to think about it, so I, uh, I don't know. Um, I can... I know it's difficult because everyone just loves David Silva, but he was like amazing at what he did. But I just think Gundogan does a bit more. I can see the argument, but David Silva's still the greatest player I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't know if I can 
I can see it. I can see what you mean. Like, like you couldn't, but you know, if you couldn't Danny pick, Granger, yeah. you couldn't put him in a holding midfield and win the league with him. Mm. Well, maybe you could. Maybe you could. I don't know. Um, so yeah, but so there was one there. But then again, if you look at around that time when David Silva was retiring, it was around the time when everyone hated Gundogan and Rodri because they were playing together, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, when these guys play together, we don't win. It's too slow or whatever." And now look at them now, like the biggest legends you got going. It's interesting that you consider a move to Real Sociedad as uh, retiring. <laughs> oh, retiring from City is what I meant. Um, yeah, it's, it's, he, was, he was doing brilliantly there as well, wasn't mm-hmm. he, before the knee injury, which is a shame. Um, but all right, around the time he left, you just think, well, oh, where's this, where's this, where's this come going? Where's this going? Yeah. Where, and then, where's and the, where's the other, yeah. And then you think, well, when Fernandinho, you know, when he when he was used as centre-back and Rodri come in, you think, well, where's this going? And then it's fine, it's Rodri. So there will be somebody, and maybe it'll be in a different way. And again, Guardiola, the, the reason I mentioned David Silva is because he kind of got control from his teams especially more so when, when Haaland came in. You just get, you get the control, not just from one player, like David Silva did and Gundogan did a lot, but from the whole unit, wasn't mm-hmm. it? That was where the Grealish and Maris thing came from. So there's always different ways to do it. But again, if we're talking about Bernardo going next summer or even the one after, or maybe he never does, but let's just say hypothetically, where's Guardiola? Because then you can carry on winning but in a different way anyway, where you don't, like I said, at Old Trafford City, so you can win at Old Trafford in a different way. You don't need somebody like Bernardo Silva. But to keep playing Guardiola football, you probably do. But I can't see who it would be right now. Um, maybe, again, you buy somebody in, but then you buy somebody in who's got all those traits and stuff, but they're still getting used to City mm. and you still won't be as perfect as you know Bernardo is by this point, as Gundogan was. Um, but yeah, like after Guardiola, it might just be completely moot point anyway because everything's different. You know, if it is the Zerbi, it'll, well, he'll probably have to adapt and be less gung ho and have more solutions. And may, may, ironically, this is a point I was making recently when I was speaking to Liam, the athletics tactics guy. He used to work for Brighton. He lived to Zerbi. But I was like, the, people actually get annoyed, don't they, about Guardiola? And they say they want him to have rely less on control mm. and you know, move the ball quicker and all that kind of stuff. But it's funny because if he goes to Zerbi or whoever else, and normally when people get most annoyed with Guardiola and his control and stuff. It's in the tighter games, isn't it? Against the lower blocks. Whether it's like, whether it's Atletico Madrid or Sheffield United. Just open it up a bit more. Just open it up a bit more, whatever. But you can see, if De Zerbi brings his exact approach without changing, he's so kind of, they take so many more risks than City do to get the ball up the pitch. They leave more spaces open. They, they're they more direct in their passing. Um, and they don't have quite so many solutions against teams that sit deep. It'd be quite funny in the way that people will pine for the Guardiola days. They didn't even really appreciate, yeah, even over seven or eight years that he was here. Those kind of Sheffield United performances, but that's, people that's would a, be loving. This again, this is completely, but that's kind a of classic. You don't know what you've now. got till it's gone. Exactly, yeah. but like you think you've, with Guardiola, it's oh, it's attacking football and it's like great football and stuff. But like people would be missing that kind of the control and patience and stuff. Um, but again, if it is a different manager, whoever it is, it, it would be in a different way anyway. Is, and again, you never thought, you would never have thought a couple of years ago we'd be having conversations about Gundo and getting a statue hmm. that Rodri could replace Fernandinho. So maybe there is somebody, but I just don't really see it. But again, the way that saying this now was probably will probably sound as mad, and maybe it is, but probably sound as mad as going back three years and saying Rodri's going to be one of the best players you've ever had. You know, he'll he'll win you the treble. That back then you'd be like, that's mental, but. 
the way that Nunes was described to me when he signed. You think, okay, that could be a bit bernardo in terms of versatility. They think he's got that ability to pick the right options and look. His recent performances, people are going to be like, are you, are you mad? But I think he's got But if you'd said pick, that, if you'd said the right that options, about Rodri and yeah, Fernandinho yeah, exactly. after, Nor- after Norwich, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When yeah, yeah. Otamendi and Stones at the meltdown yeah, yeah, at the back. what you're talking about. Exactly, this, this, this is what I mean. And with Nunes, and you've also got the, the carry in the ball, you think, they think he's got good decisions passing-wise. I think he's very switched on defensively and stuff. You think there, there's there's traits there that, you know, to answer this question of who could do it, maybe him. But again, I think every player is individually different. But it's, De Bruyne, but it's De Bruyne, also, sorry, Alvarez plays in the De Bruyne role, but he's not De Bruyne. Yeah, Foden plays in that role, this. but he's not, he's not De Bruyne. Also, like, Guardiola is, he's a problem solver. Mm. So the problem is Bernardo isn't there. What's the solution? Is the solution isn't get somebody with Bernardo's qualities and put them there? Mm. It's use everybody else's qualities to build something that works in a different way. Yeah, exactly. And so, it, like, it, I feel really trite saying this because it, it kind of it, it feels like you're doing down the abilities that each individual player has yes. in the system. Yeah. But you say, like, actually, if Bernardo isn't there, it, it doesn't matter because at the moment when he isn't there, it's a short-term solution in for you know, a couple of games when mm. he's injured or suspended or just rested or whatever. But in the long term, when he's gone and like the future is without him, it's you, you're never going to have that option again. So it's find something that works in that situation. And it's not a case of find someone who can mimic what Bernardo used to mm. do and probably won't do it as well. Just get someone to do what they're good at and would do it in a way yeah, that, that helps the team. And it yeah. goes back to Guardiola's adaptability and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's exactly that. Like, Never had a problem with that at left back. Mm. And like again, you think now, if it's, we're talking about replacing Bernardo, before it would have been, well, who are you replacing on that left side of midfield? Let's say Guardiola wants to stick with De Bruyne on one side, causing his havoc, and the other kind of powers of play on the other side. Who, who are you replacing there? David Silva or Gundogan or Bernardo? Mm. So we've got three there who've been able to do it. And it doesn't like, if you had to play a Champions League final against whoever, and it was any one of those three, you wouldn't have a problem. And it's like, well, there you go. There's three players there who, you know, I remember when Bernardo came in, people were, and people were first kind of explaining Guardiola's balance to me, not when he first came in, but like 2019 kind of time, 2019, 20. They were like, well, he doesn't play in that role either next to De Bruyne, where Silva and later Gundogan would, because he hasn't got that understanding of the game and he developed it. So again, maybe Foden does. Yeah. It's kind of harder to imagine, I think, slightly, which may be doing him a disservice, but I just think the way Bernardo's always seen football is different to, to, to Foden, who's a bit more direct. And again, that's fine. But he, he, he's developed that. And again, you see there that, well, there's three players straight away. Different solutions. But then you go, oh, how can you ever replace Aguero? And then now you've got Haaland. And at some point, they're going to be like, even, how can you replace Haaland? But even, no, between, that, even between that, it was, are you going to replace Aguero? Or are we just not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fine. And then you got to the extent where Haaland comes in and it creates something of a problem for Guardiola in the sense that, oh, that was really good how we were playing. Can't do it that way anymore. So we've got to find something else that works. And then how do you have the same controllers with the false nine? Well, you don't. We just do it in a different way. And obviously, it took a while. Mm. And Stone's going into midfield via Rico Lewis and all that kind of stuff. And it, eventually, it worked. But again, you don't think of how's this going to work. When Cancelo left, oh, what's going to happen? And again, they had a couple of um, tried Lewis at left back at Spurs. They've not tried it since. Tried Bernardo at left back. <laughs> tried Bernardo at left back against Arsenal. Again, not tried it since. And then it clicked fine, just use just use Ake there. And then it was like, we've got it all in the summer. Okay, well, we'll just keep going with that. There does always be a solution now. Mm-hmm. Like this, this was probably the first summer when there wasn't City fans going, oh, we need a left-back though. But it's taken like seven or eight years to get there. 
and obviously Guardiola coming in changed that but there was no kind of oh we need a classic guy to do this or like get up out of the outside or do what Cancelo did because you just they just kind of move on so again there's not necessarily a need to replace Bernardo but I do still think you will need that kind of player who You'll has somebody who the would, understanding yeah. of the game because that's just how Guardiola likes to play it but again if Guardiola's not around from let's say next summer or the one after then it'll be completely different anyway and look one player going I'm trying to think ahead to the narratives that would be if City don't start the season. Let's say Guardiola goes next summer, just completely hypothetically, and then City don't start the next season well. And let's say Bernardo goes as well. It would be very easy then to say, oh, well, they're missing Bernardo Silva. Maybe they would be. But what they would actually be missing is somebody who can find the solutions. Yeah. You know, you can imagine it now. I think we've seen it enough. Guardiola would probably play the first two, three, four, six months of the season conservatively until something clicks and it's fine. But, you know, if Guardiola's not there anymore, then there's loads of moving parts. Um, so I think basically the answer to that is I don't see anyone in particular, maybe Nunes in terms of his stats and just thinking of unlikely players who could do it, just trying to get into that frame of mind of when Roger and Gundogan weren't particularly heralded, but from where they went since then and players who are now kind of less heralded. Again, like maybe Kovacic himself because mm. he's got loads of experience. I think he's got good know-how. They knew, again, like Rodri, that playing as a holding midfielder, he'd need time to do. Playing alongside Rodri, fine. Playing instead of him, not so fine. And again, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. But we saw that with Rodri himself, so fine. Um, and he can play further up too. Eye for goal in terms of Gundogan, it's not there. Maybe it never will be. But in terms of the Bernardo, because you never say Bernardo's goal scoring is what sets Actually, him apart. Actually, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I always think of... Um, players where, players that the ball drops to on the edge of the box to to hit... I'd never think of Bernardo for that. No. And players arriving at the right time in the box, as like the other Gundogan-style mm. goal, I don't think of Bernardo for that either. No. Um, he's just got so much other value. Yeah. Um, so, you may, I mean, again... And that's not to say he's never done it. No, it's just, I'm, I'm, yeah. Again, I'm just looking at players within the squad who can do it. And I suppose the other one, in terms of understanding of the game and different positions, Rico. Yeah. Just in terms of the options in the squad, you, you, you're limited to that. Obviously, you could, you could look in the in the transfer window and you go him, him and him but in, in terms of the squad and, and and next summer he'll be nearly 20 so <laughs> yeah um, approaching burnout um, but again that that kind of depends as well but you'd think whoever the next manager is there'll be a kind of we've got a good academy here and also never mind the academy coming through these guys who are mm. have come through but we again whenever Guardiola leaves we don't know Rico Lewis might not need that push from Cheeky or whoever to say play this lad it might be obvious that you're playing him anyway um again Rico in the final third because not so much goal scoring but Bernardo in the final third in terms of tying things together the crosses we mentioned for the derby the other week things like that the irony was my first go-to thought then was the Real Madrid home game for his influence but he actually scored twice in that game yes. as well so yeah. it does it kind of moots the point but the, like the knitting together he was doing in the final third yeah. wasn't the, the goals were the icing on the yeah. cake for that performance so, yeah but I think at the moment it's it's easier to see because look quite frankly Kovacic and Nunez's mo- most of their most recent performances do not have people thinking oh yeah they're good mm. they've had a couple of bad games but Lewis is coming off a couple of like man of the match contender performances in the Champions League in particular, and Guardiola starting him at Arsenal. So Lewis is the most likely now, but that's because you'd need a crystal ball to see with Nunes and Kovacic because at the moment you just don't see it. But that's yeah. because it's early days and we've seen that before. So yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's possible really. But 
Lewis is probably the, if you had to put money on it now or you had to give a firm prediction, I'd, I'd probably go with Lewis because we kind of touched on this before and I touched on it in an article as well. Like Foden is already well along that path to being a city great and being all these things. Lewis is there as well. Like Lewis has played far more at his age than, than Foden. Foden did. And that's not to say Foden's no good because everyone, everyone remembers the wanting. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a proper clamour, wasn't it? And he, it was as, as recent as we talked last week about the derbies and that derby was just before lockdown mm. that United won. He, start, remember, he started He that. started, but I remember the build-up to that. Was there a Champions League game in midweek beforehand? There was something. I remember people thinking... If Guardiola doesn't play Foden here, then you know he's it's time to you know he should move on or you know Guardiola's not giving him the chance. And this was City fans, and that was as late as it was. Mm. And that, I mean, it was three years ago now, so it doesn't seem. But that was late in his development. People were like, he the needs big, to get this chance. And it was a big story. And then he, and started then he did, the yeah, yeah. Cup final and all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was just breaking through at that point. Guardiola was very careful with him. Um, but with Lewis, it's just kind of out of necessity. But we talked about that trust. <laughs> in, like, in you go, you go. But again, that's. In terms of that trust, I think that's because he's more of a cerebral player mm. than Foden is. He's a bit more careful. And again, it doesn't mean he's better. It just means he's probably a bit more suited to Guardiola, who was a bit more cerebral and conservative, especially in moments when he's got doubts, whether it's about the team or whether it's about, can this teenager do what I need him to do? And is this teenager going to leave us exposed to a counterattack, which is, you know, he doesn't want that from, from anyone, whether it's a teenager or not. Yeah. But I think that kind of ties into the idea that of players at the moment than Lewis. Because again, Oscar Bob has kind of got that ability playing inside different positions, small spaces, but I just don't know if he's going to get the same opportunities and the same breaks. And I can see Lewis being at City for argument's sake for the rest of his career, but certainly the next few years. But you know, if Bob were to be bought by anybody in Europe next summer for 30 million, it wouldn't surprise you at all, would it? Mm. But I can't imagine, I can't imagine anybody wanting Lewis in the same way. Because in the same way that people haven't come in for Bernardo, you know, I don't know if people see young players who are like that and they, they want to sign more, I don't know, goal threats or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think City would want to sell Lewis anyway. Like if they get offered 30 million for Oscar Bob, they'd be like, oh, that'll help us buy yeah. someone else who's unbelievable. If you get offered 30 million for Lewis, then yeah. like, you're, you're joking, like, mate. But yeah. even like 50, like, nah, I'm, I'm not having it. And I, again, Lewis is more established. Mm. Life Everything else City fans, been it, there yeah. forever. So yeah, uh, if there was one, I think, I think Lewis, but it would be, again, in his own way. It's the thing that Guardiola has been saying a lot recently. There's no copy-paste. And we shouldn't worry too much about who's going to do this, who's going to do that, because I'll just do it in a different way. We'll be back in a few minutes after an ad break. Speak to you shortly. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. On a similar vein, Sam, um, Dean's been in touch to say, uh, listening to Bernardo after the training match against United, nice, uh, and his clear understanding of Pep's tactics and instructions, it has me wondering... Which Pep-era players do you think have shown signs that a role as a manager or a coach may be for them once they stop playing? Mm. And the um, obvious one is Gundogan. The obvious one is Gundogan. The obvious one is Gundogan. I mean, they've been doing the, the coaching, but has been doing the coaching, I think, as everyone knows, or at least will remember now we've mentioned it, around City. I think it was part of the documentary, wasn't mm. it? The last one. The one that's actually been released. <laughs> um, so there's there's Gundogan. He's the obvious one. Um do you see the Ballon d'Or when Diaz kind of gave him a tap on the leg, like, come up? And I didn't it's like, see this, no. So the, the City players went up on the stage for winning a club of the year for the second year running, which again is like, there, there is recognition there. Whatever people think about Haaland and Messi, like, we, we discussed it. I get it, fine. Sure, that went down well on X.com. Uh, yeah, exactly. But everyone <laughs> knew it was coming, didn't they? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine they hadn't. Do you remember the Van Dijk against Messi won a few years ago? I don't think it was fully known, was it, that Messi had actually won it? So there was a proper like Liverpool fume when, when it became clear that the Van Dijk had. Um, but yeah, so City, they obviously are getting that recognition of these guys are unbelievable. And yeah, they went to go up on stage and Gundogan was sat next to the City players. And Diaz, I guess he's the only Barca representative there so he can mm. sit wherever. Whereas Alvarez, I think he sat with the Argentina players, which I guess was like kind of sitting and plan arranged for him. But Diaz kind of gave him a tap on the on the inside of the leg. And I think p- people took it as... He's saying, come up on stage. And it's like, it's tough because if he had have done, it would have been like, I think there would have been Barca fans who wouldn't have been happy. And I think rightly so. You know, yeah. he's not a City player anymore. But also, he's, going back to what I was saying at the end of the last details show about how good he is, he is and my feelings for him. But like, he's also part of He was part of that team. Yeah. That's why they won it. Um, so yeah, and that was it was a nice moment. It was good that, you know, he's, but again, like obviously he's still mates with them and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, what a guy. Um, so he's the obvious one. <laughs> um, I always remember this question a couple of years ago. They were asked, I think they asked Carl Walker, maybe somebody else, John Stones. And Walker said, Eric Garcia. Um, and I think whoever it was, maybe it was Sterling with him. He was like, what, because he wears glasses? But he was like, he's just, so, <laughs> he's just kind of like so like studious and <laughs> how he sees the games and, and things like that. But again, talking about players who don't have the best reputation with City fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, his career hasn't gone even where they thought it might go moving back to Barcelona as a fine. Um, but it's that type of player, isn't it? I don't think De Bruyne, I don't think he's that type of player. I don't think his personality, maybe even if he sees the game in that way, I don't yeah, think his personality yeah. is that he'd want to do it. I don't know. Well, we talked about this with the captaincy, haven't we? Which is my theory on it still at this point. But I think it's, I think it's right. He doesn't want the extra responsibility of being captain. Walker does. So it's perfect. When everyone's fit at the end of the season, presuming they are, De Bruyne will get the armband. But all the stuff around the, the facilities and stuff, going, well, this needs fixing, that needs doing, how are you, how are you doing today, lads? speak to the club about this. Uh, there must be that agreement there where like Walker's doing it. He's delighted to do that. De Bruyne's delighted not to be. Mm. Works perfectly. Um, but so, could, so could Walker be one of those players, do you think? See, this is difficult for me to articulate because 
he's obviously very intelligent in what he does and how he plays the game. And if he wasn't, he wouldn't he wouldn't be at City. Yeah. And he's developed a lot in that sense during his time at City. Like we were kind of talking about before with Gundogan and Bernardo accumulating this kind of know-how and just perfection for what they need over the course of many years. Um, so I've kind of got in my head the kind of people I know around Guardiola who like see Bernardo Gundogan, like Diaz, Ake, like the foreign lads as the more kind of switched on, look after themselves, sensible, cerebral, and the English lads is like a rebel. But like, obviously they're not, but like, We've seen like Grealish's celebrations and like Grealish and Foden's night out. Oh, the, the, the and, English lads have gone to Mallorca, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And walk, you know. I mean, look, they all enjoy the celebrations yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's just kind of how they're kind of seen. Like, and they're not seen as like bad lads by any means. But it's just different. They're not the uber, uber, uber professional. But even even that, I don't like saying because, especially with Walker, because he wouldn't be where he is. He wouldn't be like one of the captains. And Guardiola wouldn't have gone out of his way so much to keep to him, get, in to, get summer, him in, yeah. to get him. But I just don't see him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've not heard an interview with him where he talks about coaching. But the way he's that role he's got in the squad now, whenever he talks, he is like a kind of father figure, yeah, senior yeah. member. I remember a few years ago we did a Champions League press conference. Now he's doing a lot. He's a, he's doing a lot of media, and I think that's part of his captaincy thing that he kind of enjoys doing. And he always comes across because well. there's, but there's years almost... ago he talked about being one of the senior ones, and he was only like twenty eight, twenty nine. Mm. So he's he's always had that then. But then it's, in terms of coaching but there's there's almost two directions isn't there when you finish because obviously you've, you've got those that go into coaching and those that go into kind of television work and stuff like that and you get yeah. others that just disappear or whatever and he's already done a bit of tv he's already well. done a bit of tv but also at the same time the way that how well he speaks also kind of helps his media career rather yeah. than necessarily his his coaching career and you think yeah. of someone like guardiola well, at least it's just another option that he yeah. could do but you think of someone like guardiola himself I think he would. I, Terrible I, on telly. I, I, I think he'd hate it. I think he'd absolutely hate it. Yeah, he would. Yeah, he would because it's like the questions he'd be asked, and you go, "You got thirty seconds." Like, this is interesting, and maybe we'll do this next time we get them both together. Maybe we could discuss this again because I'd like to hear Nadum on because you know he's got you know in terms of seeing the game and like communication mm-hmm. skills. Like this is my point with Walker. It's another option. It's not necessarily well. He's better. He's more cut out to do media than management. But like with Nadam, he's just got no desire. I think to go, to, to go, to into, go into like that football yeah. world and whatever. Um, but obviously, he he knows Vincent Company very well, so he'll know that kind of difference there. Mm. Gail Clichy is Gail Clichy Henri's assistant at the under twenty ones. But I think he's, he's very yeah. tactically switched on. So you've got that element with it as well. So it'd be interesting to get his thoughts on it. But also, is he? Like Izzy's kind of, she's got a foot in both camps at the moment. Mm. She's doing her coaching badges as she discussed with us. Um, but she's also doing TV very well. But also it'd be interesting from her point of view because I think she's got very in-depth tactical points to make. But you've only got, which obviously Nadam will know as well, you've only got seconds. 30 seconds or so. But with Guardiola, I, you know when it's like there's so many questions, he just doesn't even agree with the premise of that question. Mm. It's like this is so far off it. To be like to be doing that on live TV where you're employed to make a point for like thirty seconds, it would just never work because it would just be like that's not even a question you should be asking me about. This is not how that game went. But if if it was like, God, this will be the future of football broadcasting. But if it was like a, I don't know, almost like a, you could allow him to commentate and be in the studio at the same time, but it wouldn't necessarily be commentating on what's going on, but just talking globally about the game. And explaining what's going on, it'd be amazing. But that's not how TV works. Yeah. So, yeah. But in in terms of Walker, I'm not sure. I, I just don't. I just don't see it as a. I just don't see him as a coach. Also, I've not really heard him talk about being a coach. And again, in terms of Ake, 
in terms of the kind of uber professional looks after himself sensible guy obviously understands the game i i don't think of him as a coach either but i've not heard him talk about that as as an aspiration but again going back to bernardo and we talked about his development but i remember city's first champions league final against chelsea i had to do an article where it was speaking to all the youth coaches of city's different players Unfortunately, a lot of them come through Benfica. Unfortunately, mm. Benfica are great with the media, really good. And we were able to speak to different coaches from different ages. And they were like, one of the coaches himself, he said, me and the other coach, we designed this training session and we laid it out and the players had to come up with solutions. And we were thinking, you know, it will be, you know, this will take them a while or they'll think about it for the whole session. And Bernardo just went, it's this, this and this. <laughs> but also, I think he gave other solutions as well that the coaches hadn't thought of. And it was... They just like this this guy, you know, he's special. He's always had that. So even though he didn't necessarily have that appreciation of the style of play where it was like the powers of control kind of mm. thing, which he's developed, he's always had that kind of the eye for global it. understanding. But again, like in terms of everything you need as a manager, did Joni and Lescott say when we were in preseason, because we interviewed Lescott at like a karaoke bar because it was one of the city like, <laughs> things that they as, did. As you do. But City are so good at like um, social stuff and all that content stuff around everything, but preseason in particular. And we interviewed him and he was like, company could be, and it's the same thing Bellamy said, but like he could be like president of Africa or whatever. And it's that kind of thing with company, but like, well, if he wants to do it, he's also got the personality to do it, hasn't mm. he? Like if, if Vinny comes into a room and says, this is what we're doing today, I'm listening to this guy. Um, but like Bernardo's got that perception of he's like the little brother of the dressing room, isn't he? <laughs> They're still like taking the piss out of him now. Like yeah, they were doing it six it, years it's, ago. It's Bernardo's shoes that are on the washing line. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he's yeah. still he's still like he's grown. He's like one of the senior players in that team now. He's in the captaincy group. He's one of the five. But like he's still the kind of little brother. So it's like, does he have not so much the personality, but is is he that way inclined to go into management and and do it and be like, right, this is what we're going to do and listen to me. And does he have that aura? Because obviously he's got the aura of an amazing player and a genius player and a very clever one, which is probably covered by genius, to be fair. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but does he have, I don't know, do but you see him that, as a manager? So that set. But then is it just purely stature? Yeah, yeah. Because then Rodri, because that, Rod, he's a big fucker, I listen to him. Like, is it as simple as that? But that, I was going to say that said, surely, like, if even if Bernardo is a diminutive fella and mm. is, you know, a quiet one in the dressing room sort of thing, I can fully well imagine players like Jack Grealish, you know, the 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 in inverted commas English lout sort of player, um, kind of having a quiet moment, going, "Hey, Bernardo, what do you think of this? What what do I need oh, to yeah. what what do I need to do with this?" Yeah, yeah. And him going, "Well, yeah, just do this." this the thing and this is, it's like that, and yeah. that's that's a managerial role. It is, and also Gundogan's not big. Yeah, Gundogan's not necessarily imposing, but you can just tell from, or it seems like that captaincy role he had last season, the way he really took that on, you feel like he's kind of building that around him. But again, in terms of doing that, but in a very different way, Mourinho is not big and you know didn't have that career behind him, but obviously, particularly more so 20-odd years ago, very intelligent as a manager. But he built that aura for himself mm. and what he is. That whole, the whole character of Mourinho has kind of been curated by him and it can be done, not, but like I say, in a different way. So with Gundogan, you kind of see that already. I mean, him and Bernardo are probably the same height, or maybe slightly bigger than than Bernardo. But it just, yeah, I suppose it is that thing of more. It's your achievements that speak for themselves. But I do think aura is an important thing, and the idea of what we want from a manager. But again, Rodri, just to just to move on, I think Rodri can obviously the way he the way he understands the game. Again, even just stupid small examples. But I mentioned before when 
he was talking, it was at a press conference. I'm not sure it was a City one, but maybe it was. He was talking about Foden and he was like, he's our best player in the pockets. And it's just like, you're thinking about that. That's the manager's answer. Mm. And again, maybe Guardiola just says it all the time. But he just strikes me as that. And again, he's mature. And the red card against Forrest is a, a cloud that will hang over him. And some of the yellow cards since as well. But like, he's mature. He knows He knows the game. He's got, you know, the 360 vision that Stones talks about. Um, again, kind of, even if it's just me being kind of reverse xenophobic against, like, oh, well, he's Spanish, so he's obviously intelligent and the English lads are stupid, which obviously isn't the case and that's not what I'm saying. The way, but, the way, Stone, the way Stones plays the game as well, yeah. like, you you go, well, surely him. But yeah, again, instinctively, that reverse xenophobia but, yeah, thing, I, it's like, I'm, not, I'm looking at things. But again, but he's not, he's obviously not. not stupid, he's unbelievable. And again, going back to the Ballon d'Or, by the way, like, all that, oh, Harland's this, like, well, where's Stones? Mm. What's going on with that? That's genuinely mad, isn't it? Like, so you've you've watched City, you've you've kind of voted them as club of the year, you've voted the key players onto that. But what about one big, of the one of the few players who did stand out as having a very good game in the Champions League final itself? It was going to be that superficial, big glaring John Stone shaped hole there. Yeah, it? very yeah. unusual. But again, there was the mad thing of like Bono was thirteen overall and Emmy Martinez was fifteenth, but Martinez got goalkeeper of the year. So what what is this? What is this logic? Um, but yeah, Stones, almost, almost like individual awards in a team yeah, exactly. Stupid, they yeah. are stupid. But I suppose this is just a, a big exaggerated way of saying. Obviously, look, Stones is amazing. But I don't again for whatever reason. And again, I'm, these these players aren't listening to this, but I'd be very wary of like this going on TikTok and Stones watching it and going, "Who are these?" Like, I know him. Like, what does, what does he mean? I can't be mad. like. Maybe he's doing his badges already. I don't know about it. Maybe he's thinking about doing it, and then within two years. Because it's funny, because Gundogan said he he was handing out like flyers, wasn't he, last last season, mm. last season, about like, I'll vote for John Stones, that I'll be the captain kind of thing. But in pre-season in Japan, he did another interview and somebody said like, oh, you know, the captain sees up for grabs. Is that something you're after? And he kind of laughed. He was like, God, no. Like, it, it was like, he, did, he doesn't want to be anywhere near yeah. it. And again, that kind of, I think that's that's then fair enough for me to read into. If you don't want the responsibility of that as a captain, a bit like De Bruyne. Maybe you don't want the responsibility. You don't want it. If, why, yeah. why would you want it as a manager? It seems like, Again, I don't know, and you can probably have one without the other, but it seems like that kind of thing would want to follow. You'd want to embrace those duties a bit more. That's the end of this episode of Let Me Talk Details. There is more for members, though. Sam, what can uh, members get for this one? And you're smirking at me already because yeah. I know what's coming here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm even allowed to use the phrase, and that's what we talk about, but we've been asked to describe what Bertieing is and what our Bert is. So we get into that. And I think it I think it's very funny to be fair. Now remember this was the free version of Let Me Talk. If you'd like longer ad-free versions earlier, then all the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. If you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, just search for LMTPod. Or if you want to send us an email, hello at lmtpod.com is the way to do it. All the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk!